0: as My name is Hiba Rashid and you are listening to the Sisters Sohbah podcast from Leeds UK. There are currently two sessions on our website, the Sisters Circle every Friday and the Children's Storytime every Sunday. To find out more and to book onto the sessions, please visit wwwsisters You're also encouraged to become a weekly or monthly sustainer and benefit from Sadka Jaria by supporting our efforts and donating on our donate page. Your donations help with running costs and enable us to host these sessions for longer. So please give generously. We thank you for your support, for your generosity, and for being a great part of our journey. Jazakallah khair. Wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah uh, ar-raheem. Rabbish sadri wa yisir amri wa halu lukta thangmi lisaani yihtaw qawli. Jazakallah khair for those that have already come. inshallah shortly we'll be joined by more people. Um, just a quick... Uh, recap on these podcasts and these sessions um, i did mention this last week but it wasn't on the recording so this time around inshallah it will be there the idea of sister sohba is to remind ourselves each week and build our connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. so one of our main goals when we come to these sessions or when i hopefully when you're listening to the podcast is to Help your soul and help yourself in connecting back to your Creator. So um, anything that you know you feel beneficial, it is truly from Allah subhanahu And I can very much say this with all my heart. Um, I have my notes. Um, I take, I teach from somebody else's um, research. I add my own notes. I add my examples, and then I deliver it. But by Allah. The absolute truth is that while I'm delivering, there are so many things that I will end up saying, which I have never intended to in the first place. And I really do believe that I I get inspired to do it because more than yourselves, um, Allah is telling me what I need to hear. And that's one of the beauty of learning more about your creator, that in everything that we do, um, his presence is always there. Um, You see his beauty you see the glory of the one who has created you so that is one of our primary aims and also in that light to remember that you know any session good or bad would just be based on delivery whatever you learn of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, it can only be good the mistakes are truly just my own and I take full ownership and I ask Allah to not hold me to account for it. Um, I try and do the best that I can, but then again, I'm um, very subject to mistakes. So I do ask for um, forgiveness and I do apologize if that is the case. The second thing um, I wanted to bring um, to light was that again the idea of Sister Sohba, um, right from when it started off in a masjid was so that we've got a platform to communicate and with our last session, alhamdulillah, um, a couple of sisters did um, share their experiences, their thoughts, their reflections and I really think that for me it was the highlight of the entire session where we can just speak and don't please don't feel like, you know, you may not know who's on the call so you don't want to say anything. Um, this space is very much about acceptance. It's about recognizing that we're all part of one Ummah. And I would love to hear anything and everything from you. If you're comfortable speaking up, absolutely just turn on your mic and do that. Um, If you feel a bit shy or for whatever reservations you don't want to do it, there is a chat box. Just send me that little message and inshallah I will... Um, bring that up in uh, towards the end of the session. Um, if you're somebody who's listening to a podcast, then I will again say don't feel like you cannot contribute just because you weren't listening to it live. Um, send in your messages, send in your feedback, um, and I will very much uh, be happy, um, in fact, honoured to bring it up in the next session, and we can have those discussions inshallah. So. Um, We are at 10 past, and I'm going to start. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And for this week, we have the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Afur. Allah al-Afur, which means starting anew. And subhanAllah, how often do we need that? Um beauty of Allah's names is you recognize how much you need Him in your life. Every time you've we've gone through these multiple names of Him being the merciful and Him being the one who gives gifts and Him uh, being the one that gives peace, I just keep thinking, what am I without Him? He is the ultimate source and how much do I need Him? And just looking at this name, Allah al A'fu, the one who enables you to start anew how often in your life do you need that so as humans we will make mistakes we will commit wrongs that you know sometimes other people may know about and even though you may give up on the sin or it was just a one off people don't forget and unfortunately reality of doing wrong is that you can do a thousand right, but it will be that one wrong that stays in people's mind for a long, long time to come. Because it it, it has that kind of power, sin, bad. It has that kind of darkness to it that it takes away from that light, um, that brightness of good. And it kind of just clouds us over. Um, and in fact, not even with somebody else, with your own self. If I were to, you know, Think of an example i could be a person that tries and prays all my salah, really really putting an effort in maybe i'm someone in the past who didn't do it but then there comes a day where i didn't even pray properly i just i don't know i was i was busy i was in, in at home i didn't recognize something happened and you just hold on to that bad day so hard well, what kind of person am i i have no hope I shouldn't have been like this. And I will be so hard on myself that I will completely, completely forget that I was trying before that. I don't regard any of the good, any of the effort that I put in, and I hold on to that one sin because that is what Shaitan does. He magnifies the wrong to such an extent that you cannot see anything beyond it. It balloons up until it covers your entire eyesight. And what lies behind it and beyond it is far from my vision. I can't see. And when I can't see, I start believing the bad. And we've all gone through moments where, you know, you made a mistake and you are so regretful. And you've asked Allah for forgiveness and, you know, you've really, really meant it. But then you wish that you could erase it from the mind of people as well. Like usually you're a very calm, composed person, but on that one incident at work when somebody really, really, really irked you and you know, perhaps you were already having a bad day, things were already all over the place and you were at the brink of losing your calm as it is, you just blew. You reacted as you would usually not have, but it, it was a weak moment. They caught you off guard and you just, Reacted, but now everybody's seen it. But what do I do? I don't want to be labeled as an angry person. I'm not. I was calm, I was collected, I always did the right thing. But now this is what I'm going to be seen as. And subhanallah, such is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al that He gives you that chance. He doesn't leave you in a situation where this will always last when we commit a sin only which only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows so i think i've gotten away from everybody else you know i everybody sees me i'm doing well i'm behaving well i'm careful i'm considerate but then i make a sin and he saw it and he's he let it be recorded and then i repent and I ask Allah for forgiveness because I'm really, really sorry. And I really wish that I hadn't done it in the first place. Allah subhanahu wa Taala has then the power to make it disappear. To make it such that it will never come up. I will never have to face it. And this is the Lord that is closer to me than my jugular vein. So He knows everything. He knows my thought process. He knows exactly why I did what I did. and Knowing all of that, he gives me the chance, you know what? Start again. Start again. It's okay. Let's wipe things clean. And this dunya doesn't allow you to do that. Humans, life, you can't ever just say, you know what? I'm going to completely erase everything and I'm going to start with a a clean white slate. Allah does. And he even facilitates it several times. There's some big actions that do it. So for example, if you were someone that was away from your deen, and you have now reverted back to Islam, whether that's because you were not in the fold of Islam before and then you've come into Islam, or you were just not practicing before and you've started whichever way it is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will erase, completely erase everything that happened before and you're like a newborn baby. SubhanAllah. If you have patience at the time of giving birth, Allah erases all everything that comes before and you start again. SubhanAllah. So, He's already set these different markers in your life where you've got that chance. But sometimes you don't even have to go through something as big and as difficult as those life-changing moments where the trial is so big that you may just not make it. You may just not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those throngs of pain. You, we make dua that Allah makes us of those that do, and that He is the only one we remember. Beyond that, has made it easy for us to turn to him. And one of the beautiful times to do this was the last 10 days of Ramadan, where the Prophet ﷺ, it was narrated that Aisha Rati anha you know, they were all talking about Laylatul Qadr, and uh, everybody was, uh, Laylatul Qadr, uh, the night of power. Is a time for intensified reflection, worship, giving, and everybody really strengthens in what they're doing. And Aijah Radiyan, how she realized the enormous significance to this night. And she then asked the Prophet once, saying, You know, Ya Rasulullah, when, if I know what night is Laylatul Qadr, the night of Qadr, what should I say during it? So she's asking, like, you know, this is special. What do I do? What do I do to make this count? And he, sallallahu alayhi wa responded with the dua that we usually make in the last ten nights of Ramadan. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afuwa anni. Allahumma innaka afuun. Oh Allah, you are the one who pardons. Tuhib al afwa And you love to pardon. So not only are the one you the one who forgives, because there is no forgiveness beyond you. It's your forgiveness, ultimately, that I need, right? Um, because people can and they can't, and they can say they have forgiven, but they can hold grudges in their heart, or they can say, well, I don't forgive you, and they've actually forgiven you, and they've let things go, um, but they just want you to kind of work on things, or whatever it is. But ultimately, what I want is when it matters, when I am raised... Again, with my deeds, with my kitab, everything being given to me, I want to make sure that it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has forgiven me and that my slate is clear. And then when I am standing in front of him, there is no fear, no terror upon me, that he looks at me with love because I don't have anything to, wrong to my name. So I'm saying, to, well, he, well, in this dua, when I recite it, I am saying, Ya Allah, you are the one who pardons. Your pardon, your forgiveness is the one that truly matters. And you love to pardon. So again, this is very key to our relationship with Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially when we've made a mistake. Don't hold yourself to account to such a level that, you know, you force yourself to believe that my sin was so bad. I have no... I have no chance. There's no turning back. Allah will never forgive this. Um, Don't make decisions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he's never said that. All he said to you was, ask for forgiveness. Say you're sorry, I will forgive. And he doesn't lie. And he means everything that he said. So upon this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also the one who loves to forgive. It's not, maybe if I ask him, perhaps he might Forgive me, I don't. know. it's not even. You say I'm sorry. You mean you're sorry. Allah will forgive you, and he loves to forgive you. He will be happy to forgive you. He looks forward to you turning back to him so that he can forgive you. He waits for a turn. Turn. When else will you turn? You are feeling bad. You recognize you made a mistake. Well, turn to me. Say I'm sorry. I promise you, I'll forgive you. Turn. So, You love to forgive. Forgive me. In this one small little du'a, there are three main stages. Allah, I recognize that you are the one who forgives. I know where to go. If I feel sorry, if I am remorseful, I know who to go. It's you you will forgive me. I also have faith because I know you love to forgive. You're not someone hard that I have to try and please or, you know, pretend to be anything. Just my true self, my true feeling of I did wrong is enough for you. And you love to turn back and say, I've forgiven you. That's the kind of loving Allah you are. Forgive me it's a full journey it's a full journey of recognizing who made you how you he- now i need to Yes, right, but so is maghfira maghfira is like when we say astaghfirullah, that's where um, it comes from. Astaghfar comes from maghfir. Right, so astaghfirullah and afu, how are they different? What's the difference between asking for maghfira and asking for afu? Um, and this is something that is usually lost in translation, and it is the most distinguishing factor between the two because afu is a much, much, much more expansive than maghfirah. And to understand this, you look at what afur is, okay? So one of the meanings of afur is the complete removal of something, so much that there is no trace left that you would have never known that there was something there in the first place. It's been wiped completely. Um, So for example, I placed a box on a table and I let it sit for a while and then somebody comes, picks it up and leaves. A third person walking into that room Well, look at that table and never know what was ever put on it or not, because, well, there's nothing there. There's nothing there for me to know what's been happening. Completely gone. In comparison, if that box had paint on it and that paint left a stain, then perhaps I might be able to guess the size of an object and make some sort of, conclusion on what could have possibly happened and add o- my own story um, and I'll have some idea but in one side something's gone completely whereas the other it leaves a trace Um. so when we ask for maghfirah when I was sitting and I'm asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for astaghfar I'm saying astaghfirullah astaghfirullah I'm recognizing that Allah made a mistake forgive me Forgive me. Forgive me. But when I'm doing that, what I'm telling Allah essentially is just cover up that sin for me and protect me from the bad effects of that sin. You know, I made a mistake. I recognize it. Just cover it up. I'm I'm sorry. Okay? And the ultimate ask of that action then is don't punish me. I made a mistake. I'm sorry, don't allow the effects of it, don't allow the punishment of it to find me. Not in this world, not in the next world. I made a mistake, sorry. Sorry, don't punish me for it, okay? Now, and that's a good thing. You know, recognizing your mistake, recognizing you did wrong, that's great. Um, And asking Allah, well don't punish me, that's fine, that's good again, change the perspective. You have a child, a sibling, someone in your house, and they broke an expensive piece of decor. You know, you had a very fancy jar that you got on a special holiday and somebody gave it to you and it has a lot of significant meaning and they were playing and they knocked over and it's broken. What astaghfirullah will do is saying, I'm sorry I did this. Let me help you glue it back up and we'll put it there. That's fine. I'm not going to be angry. I'll put it there, but I can see the cracks. That piece of decor is now damaged. It has all the glue. I can see it, but I can also see the cracks. Is different now and this is where I understand what our food is what our food does is I'm asking Allah oh Allah erase it erase it so that all the traces of this having ever happened is gone completely it just never happened so in the case of that decor what would happen and which can't happen in this dunya is, I would rather turn back time and stop that child from knocking the decor over so that there is nothing that's ever happened. Now, that's not something anybody in this dunya can do. No one in this dunya can do four Remove all the traces. When something wrong happens, it does. It leaves its specks around. It does. And that's where we do a stafar. So don't let those specks, though, that little, you know, sprinkle of darkness affect my life. I'm really, really sorry. But when I'm seeking it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is capable of removing it completely, I'm asking him, Oh Allah, Afu, I'm asking you for Afu, I want it so clean that when I turn up to you on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want there to be mountains in front of me with a big cloth on top where I'm being shown those were my sins but it's okay, they've been hidden. So people can't see what the sin was. Yeah, I know they can't see what the sin was but I don't want to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa Taala, who's loved me and who's given me all these blessings again and again and again and I've been so ungrateful With the mountains behind me that have just been covered with a cloth don't do that to me. I, I, I don't want to be that person. How shameful would, would it be? How shameful would it be to have these mountains in front of me and being told, I'm not putting you to account to this. They're, they're right there. You've got like a whole colony of mountains, but I'm, it's okay. I'm not going to call you up for it. I'm not going to expose them. But I can see it. I can see they exist. Allah, don't do that to me. Don't make me stand in front of you where I have to look at that, please. What I'm asking you is a big big ask. I'm asking you just to raise it. Make it so that it never happens. So when my book of deeds come, don't make it look like I've got a deed, a bad deed, but it's got pencil scratchings on it. I don't want that. I don't want a book full of scratch-outs and scratch-outs and scratch-outs because what, I can still see it. My, that book looks ugly. I don't want to look at it. I don't want corrector pens and I don't want pencil scratch-outs. I don't want to see that I did it. I, I did these mistakes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm disgusted at them, but I, what do I do? And what I do is I ask for a fool. I ask Allah. Take an eraser and erase it. But one that I don't have to see. That when I when that book's open, it looks shiny and clean and white. And it's as if, oh, nothing was ever written on it. Wow. She never did any wrong. But Allah knows, and I know. And I'm asking him for something really big here. Allahumma innaka afu'un tahibbul afu'afu'unni. Erase it. I'm not even worthy of this, but you said, you t- you let the Prophet, sallallahu let us know, I can ask you this. I'm asking you. Wipe it. I, I, I can't look at it. I just, I can't. I can't make myself think of a day where I have to stand in front of you being ashamed of I did do things and you're hiding it from me. Just wipe it. And the Prophet ﷺ teaches us the difference about these. In one hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that a person who is questioned by Allah ﷻ on Yom Al Qiyamah, Allah will tell his servant, Oh, my servant, do you remember when you did such and such a sin? And the servant will lower his head in shame, nodding. And thinking that surely he will be of the people punished. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, I concealed these sins from people in dunya, and I will not shame you here. I have forgiven you, Now just let that sink in. It's your al the day of judgment. And you're stood in front of the one who created you. In front of the one that did everything for you. From the second he allowed you to take place in your mother's womb, he did everything. And he asked for nothing in return. All he said was, take care of your own self don't do bad don't hurt not yourself not anyone else just you know do good for your own sake and you didn't even do that you didn't even bother praying your salah when he doesn't benefit from it it's a checkpoint for you five times a day he gets to ask you do you need anything but you didn't do it you didn't bother he said don't use foul language he doesn't benefit you do Don't commit sin. He doesn't benefit. You get a good record. But you couldn't even bother taking care of your own self. So you're stood in front of that kind of creator, right? And then he sings you. Do you remember when you did so-and-so? Do you remember? You were there. I saw you as well. Remember what you did? And... When, some, when that happens, it comes racing back. Everything that you've done, you can't, it will. You will know exactly what you've done because you can't turn around and pretend it didn't happen, right? And then he says to you, I hid, I hid that in this dunya. I didn't tell anybody, but I saw it. I didn't tell anyone. And I won't do it again. I won't tell anybody. I forgive you. But in that moment, you recognize that, yes, everybody else doesn't know. But he knows. And he's mentioning it. He remembers. It's like when I do something to hurt my mom. And she didn't tell my dad. And she didn't tell anybody else. But she says to me, remember when you hurt me? Remember? I didn't tell him. I didn't tell your dad. I didn't tell your siblings. I remember. You know what? It's okay. Go. How rubbish do you feel on the inside? How small do you feel at that point recognizing that this person who has loved you, who has cared for you, is telling you, I remember exactly what you did and you were so wrong. But I let you go. You really, I mean, you can't feel smaller than that. Is that how you want to be on that day? On that day when we wish that we'd turn back to, He's proud of us and he welcomes us like, well done. Well done. I saw how hard life was, but well done. You really tried. I don't want him to be looking at me saying, well, yeah, I saw, I saw it but you're safe from people. It's not people I care about. Because my reality is people don't care about me. They really don't. You may say so, but on that day, your own family won't care about you. Everyone cares for their own selves and ultimately their creator. And I want him to care about me. I want him to look at me with love and with pride and say it with happiness that she's back. She's back for her place in Jannah. She really gave it a good shot. I don't want him to look at me and say, well, you're safe from people. Ya yeah, Allah, I want to be safe with you. On this, Rasulullah then tells us a second hadith. He told us that 70,000 of his ummah will enter Jannah without any reckoning, no hasab whatsoever. And it may sound like a big number, but 70,000 is tiny. And why? Because, Allah anhum. Allah has pardoned them. Allah had He's pardoned them. He's not even going to ask. When you turn on that day and you say, you're told, show your books. Allah's not even asking. That's okay. She's got entry. Let her go. No hisab? Nope. None. Yeah, Allah make us of those. Yeah, Allah make us and those we love of those. I don't want to give hisab. I don't want to stand there and look. Well, I won't even be able to look at him. I'll be so ashamed. Allah, don't make me of those. Allah, make us of the forerunners. Make us of those that are part of these exclusive ones that don't even give hisab. That arrive on that day and they're told, yeah, this one's got entry. Just let them go. No hisab for you today. Why? Because you asked for a fool. You asked, right? I told you. Ask and I'll give. You ask for a fool, you get a fool. No for you today. And then, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asked for more. And he said, so with every thousand of those 70,000 pardoned, Allah will pardon 70,000 more. Now I might have a chance. If it was just 70,000 from the beginning till the end, subhanAllah that, that's scary. But when Rasulullah says that with every thousand of those people pardoned, there will be 70,000 more, Allah, I've got a chance. I've got a chance because you said, if I ask, you'll give. I'm asking you, Allah grant me wipe it. I, I don't want to give hisab. I don't want to come to you and have to give hisab. I'm not even asking for help on that day of hisab. I'm saying do not Make me of those that have to give hisab. I don't want to do it. I'm too, I, I, I will be humiliated standing in front of you because you know everything I did. Deliberately and unconsciously. I, I don't, please, please don't make me of those. And Allah is al He named himself this to let you know that indeed he is capable to wipe your sins, to completely erase them and never, ever, ever have to make you face them. He's capable. So ask and ask and keep asking. Don't just ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness But ask that he removes all traces of your sin So that you never have to look at it Ask him, repeatedly ask him for a clean slate And the Prophet tells us That there will be a person who goes to Eid Salah after Ramadan Where they don't have a single sin on their book Because it was all pardoned Just from this du'a but don't make yourself a person of only Ramadan. Asking. Allah is still there. Ramadan will come. Ramadan will go. But Allah has placed numerous days of blessings in your life. Dhul-Hijjah is coming. These will be the most blessed days of the year. Ramadan are the blessed nights. Dhul-Hijjah are the most blessed days. Start making a habit. Ask for Afu. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about Afu in the Quran, it is usually with something major. And it's as if Allah is telling us that there is no sin that you can commit that will be too great. He, Subhanahu wa Taala, can wipe it all away. And He says this in Surah Al-Baqarah, in Ayah number 51 and 52, where He says, "Wa Musa arba'ina laylatan, thumma thumma min ثُمَّ عَفُوْنَا أَنْكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ And recall when we made an appointment with Musa for 40 nights and you took for worship the calf after him. And this is Allah ta'ala speaking to uh, the children of Israel, Bani Israel. Well, you were wrongdoers and then we forgave you. a fauna. After that, so you perhaps would be grateful. And Allah pardoned. And he wiped away the greatest sin, which was the sin of shirk. So if you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely, He is the one who loves to pardon. And he will erase that sin that you are so, so worried about. And those many sins for you. So keep making this a part of your life. Allah wipe that sin away from me. Allah don't make me of those that have to face my, uh, my sins um, This is about to end Can, I'm just going to turn it off And please rejoin inshallah